this is Mayanna Vernon, and you're listening to Giving God Glory Through Trauma Podcast. Welcome, welcome family. Come on in the room. Okay, let me stop. Hello, you guys. <laughs> oh, I miss you guys. And I really hope and pray you guys so far um, have had a good week, um, a productive week. Um, my prayer, honestly, is that whatever circumstance you're in, whatever season you find yourself in, um, one of the things that God has, God has taught me is God looks at our posture and he looks at, he looks at our attitude towards whatever it is, is going on in our lives. So I just want to say that, that, you know, I know I always started off with, I hope and pray you guys are having like a good week and a good day and all this other stuff like that. And I do understand, you know, that throughout the day there's ups and downs, but it's really our perspective and how we look at it. You know, we can look at it as, you know, we can look at it and complain and then the situation is not going to get any better or, you know, whatever the circumstance is, we speak over our circumstances and you say, you know what, God, I'm going to have a good day today, no matter what is going on around me, no matter, you know, people may be trying to frustrate me, whatever the case may be. But you know what, God, I declare on today that I'm going to have a good day. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but I just want to say that, but I do miss you guys and, um, yeah, I miss you guys and it's, it's such a blessing and I truly thank God once again for even placing this podcast within me in seed form. There's so many seeds that God has placed down on the inside of me. And I know that he's placed so many seeds down on the inside of um, you guys, those that are listening in. Um, and I just I just cannot wait to see um, what you guys give birth to, what, what this podcast gives birth to, and even the ministry. Um, so... <clears throat> I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Um, I'm just going to apologize off the back because let me tell you something. The devil is a liar. Okay. Satan is already, already defeated, but it seems to be that every time that uh, I'm about to get on here and, and record that my, my throat wants to <clears throat> do some funny stuff, but that's okay. So if you hear me guys, just, you know, <clears throat> clear my throat throughout uh just forgive me <laughs> off the back um but i'm gonna get this word out believe i'm gonna do that so i'm definitely gonna do that but uh the holy spirit did give me something um and i want to start is this gonna be different different um to some of you those that are listening in um <clears throat> but definitely not new to me this is something that God is teaching me to do more often, but it's definitely not new to me. But I want to, before I even like get into our discussion, like every week and stuff like that, I really want to start uh, the episodes off with like just speaking declarations and decrees over our life. Um, so I'm going to read it <clears throat> wherever you are, if you're driving and, and you're listening to this, or if you're in your house, you're in a park, wherever you are, and you're listening to this, um, just repeat it after me. You could yell it out loud. If you are in a space, of course, you know, I do understand if you are in a space and and you might say like, you know what, there's a lot of people around. So I totally understand. But just try to at least just if you can't say it out loud, just, you know, say it to yourself, you know, whisper it to your soul or something. But um, <clears throat> all right, here we go. So this is the decree. I am not the mistakes that I made. I will be patient with the process of becoming all that God has created and called me to be. I am a precious child of God. I am loved. I am adored. I am forgiven. Without God, I am nothing. With God, I can accomplish every assignment he gives me to complete. Jesus is my everything, my all in all. I truly believe that he is always with me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So I want to do that uh, 
before uh in the beginning of every episode i'm going to do that and because like i said we are a family um just let this let us just say it together out loud um like i said you could just repeat it after me um my i want to say i hope and pray that even like further on into this podcast that we'll just get to the point where you guys will know this by heart and who knows you may be listening to this and writing it down and don't let the you know the only time that you speak this over yourself don't let it be you know whenever you listen to an episode just write it down and even just declare it every morning declare it in the afternoon um in the evening time just speak just start to practice and ask God to help you to practice to start to speak life over yourself. Um, because even how you speak to you is really going to resonate with how you speak to others. Um, and it really does. Um, and it's so amazing because when the Holy Spirit downloaded this within me, I said, oh, Holy Spirit, I see what you're doing. Because this ties perfectly into what I'm going to talk about today. So um, for many of you who may be um, new listeners, uh, I normally upload new episodes every thursday uh 8 a.m eastern time but just wherever you are whatever your time zone is uh typically i release a a new episode every thursday um the podcast is available on spotify and apple podcast and anchor as well so i want to do something a little different because i normally don't say that and (laughs) it probably would help especially for those that are like first-time listeners and you're like hmm well, let me listen to this. So, yes, you can listen to um, Giving God Glory Through Trauma podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor. Um, so, for many of you who listened to the last episode, and if you haven't, I highly recommend it. Um, so, this month, the month of June, I, I've started a new, uh, pretty much like a new series, like a segment called Generational Cycle Breakers. And um, each week, uh, it's Holy Spirit inspired, so wherever the Holy Spirit leads me. But each week, um, I n- typically want to talk about a topic um, in which these are toxic cycles. They're they're you know either like perverted mindsets, uh, the way that we speak to people, communication, and all this other stuff. But all these things that we're those that are called to be generational cycle breakers. These are all the things that God has laid on us and spoken to us about that we are going to be the ones to say, hey, the cycle ends with me. So last episode, uh, we did, ooh, last episode was, um, uh, was war on lust. Oh my gosh, how could I forget? Lord, please forgive me. Last episode was (laughs) war on lust. And man, like I said, if any of you that are new listeners or, you know, reoccurring fam you guys listen y'all gotta go back to the first one before you even listen to this one i highly recommend that you listen to the first series of the generational cycle breakers war on lust because we tackled i believe i truly believe um that there was a lot of breakthrough that took place for those that were listening in and for those that um even experienced some of the the things that i spoke about uh i truly i pray Um, This is my prayer and this is what I'm hoping for and what I'm believing is that there was a major breakthrough that took place within our minds um, and even with how we viewed ourselves, how we viewed others, um, and even how we view God. So um, this week though, yeah, let me tell you, it was, it's so much (laughs) that God downloaded within me that it was funny because this morning I was like, well, Holy Spirit, well, um... I said, well, now, you know, I love to talk, Lord. So I said, if I'm here, we're going to be here all day with <laughs> with everything that you're giving me. So, uh, you know, God was just like, OK, it's definitely going to be a, a two parter. So I'm going to do uh, part one today um, and part two next week, because just there's so much richness in the word that God had gave me and just with everything that God spoke to me about that he wanted me to share. Um, but this week's topic is going to be based off of like toxic communication and speech. So, um, I titled this watch what you say. And listen, even that within itself is powerful because, you know, I'll be honest when I was younger, I didn't even, 
really truly grasp the like really understanding how much weight and how much power my words have like I really did not take it seriously um I would kind of just say whatever I felt you know and and the thing with that is like because I had because I was so ignorant to the fact of okay my words have a lot of power because I was so ignorant to that I just allowed other people also to just speak whatever it is they wanted to speak over me and the thing with that was I actually started to believe um a lot of the lies that was spoken over me so when I was younger I went through a I want to say I went through a, I guess you could say a season or a period in my life where I told a lot of lies. Like it was so bad to the point where I had to back, like I had to back up my lie with a lie, if that makes any sense. You know, like, because I was, I was lying so much that I even believed my lie to the point where in order to keep the lie going, I had to lie. Um, I'm not even gonna, because it's so funny when I was like, okay, God, am I gonna, you know, am I sharing this? And, and if I do, how do I share it? I was sitting here and I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so when, when I share it, I gotta try to figure out why I lied so much. I'll be honest with you guys. I could sit here and we could have a full on discussion for like the next 10 to 15 minutes where I tell you guys where I think the line came from, but that would ultimately take away from Number one, the fact that I had to own up for the things that I did. And and that's where this generation, and this is what I'm praying for, but that's what we, we struggle with. You know, we got to confess, we got to be honest. Sometimes we struggle with accountability. And I can't, one of the things that I don't want to do is I don't want to encourage um, not taking responsibility. You know, because even with the trauma that we went through, or, you know, when we were younger, the things that we saw and stuff like that, like I could share with you guys all the things that I experienced, you know, all the things that was done to me. But at the same time, I'm human just like you guys. And not only that, like I have to share my faults so it'll glorify God even more to say, you know what? Yeah, I did lie. But you know what? God helped me with that. And God helped me with that because he allowed me to see myself and and who I am in him and I don't I'm going to touch on that uh, a little bit later down in this conversation because I don't want to get ahead of myself but it was one of those things where I had to come before God um and I had to confess of what I did so regardless of what it was regardless if it was pressure that I felt as a as a young girl whatever the case may be I still lied like I lied about my grades I lied about liking boys like because I was all these things about me just being afraid of what my parents were going to say, like so many silly things um, that I lied about. But the thing is, like I said, it doesn't matter if it was a small lie or a big lie, a lie is a lie. And I went through a period where I just, I just lied so much where I just had to kind of live it up, like, you know, live on the lie. And I never forget, my mom always used to well, of course, I used to get in trouble for lying, but my my mom and my stepdad, and I love them, have love for them, and I love them, um, but they, and I forgive them as well, but they always used to say, like, you know, they used to call me a liar, or they would call me, like, a habitual liar, so before y'all, you know, <laughs> before your eyes get open, I did not curse, okay, I didn't cuss, all right, <laughs> A habitual liar is pretty much someone who just lies like on a daily basis. Like it's a constant thing with them. But when when the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to our speech um, and, and the things that comes out of our mouth, like the things that we say, when the Holy Spirit revealed this to me, once I started getting a lot more mature in my walk with God, for a long time, I really, truly did believe, well, you know what? Maybe I am a liar. And of course, when I was younger, as that was being spoken over me, that's what I, I've just, I pretty much took on that false identity of, you know what? Well, you know what? I am a liar. So 
I'm gonna just do what I need to do to get by. And that's what I thought at the time. Like I thought, all right, well, since I'm a liar anyway, it doesn't matter what I say. So I might as well just keep lying. Cause even if I'm telling the truth, you know, who's you calling me a liar. So you're not going to believe me anyway. <clears throat> but let me tell you how the devil, the devil is a liar because once the Holy Spirit started giving me a revelation, that's why I I really wanted to, that's why the Holy Spirit really pointed out to me to do the declarations before every episode because the first line says, I am not the mistakes that I made. So yes, when I was younger, I was still wrong for it and I had to ask God to forgive me. I was still wrong for it. But when I was younger, yes, I lied. I lied several times. I lied numerous of times. We just going to put that word in there, but I am not a liar. So that that whole first learner of I am not my mistakes, you may have done something, but you are not that, if that makes any sense. So I lied, but I'm not a liar. And the reason why I'm saying I'm not a liar is because I'm the Lord is teaching me to watch what we say, watch the things that you speak over yourself. I was told so much when I was younger that I was a liar, that I became that. Like it was a false identity. Of course, I am not that, but I became that. And that's just one of the many things that I heard that, you know, I, I'm a liar. I'm ugly. Like, you know, I'm just n- naming some of the things that was kind of spoken over me. You know, I'm, I'm ugly. I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, I'm fat. Like, all these things, I'm sure I'm not the only one that has heard this at some point in their life. It may not even be your childhood. It may even honestly be in your adulthood, your teenage years, whatever. But all of these things that are opposite to what God, to opposite to to the way that God sees us and the things that God says over us. It's the total opposite. And one of the things that the enemy will do is that at a young age, he will, and I think I talked about this on the last episode, about planting these perverted and false seeds of lie, of like just lies. Because even at a young age, because I was told so much that, hey, you're a liar, hey, you're fat, you're ugly, hey, you're not good enough, you're not this, you're not, whatever the case may be, I believe that and I became that. And that's why um, I shared with you on the last episode that when I got to my college years, I really just, not even my college, all pretty much for the majority, all the way up until I gave my life over to Christ and he, and I started to, of course, learn more about who God is. And that's how I started to learn about more of who I was. But even prior to that, I was lost. Like I didn't know who I was. So that's why I became the environment. I, instead of being in an atmosphere shifter, I became the people around me. I became the environment around me as opposed to God has created us to shift the atmosphere, right? We are atmosphere shifters, but the enemy will speak the lie or will attempt to speak the lie over the opposite of who God says we are. So here's where I want to go with this. Because I, first of all, I don't want to give the enemy like no credit at all. So I'm not giving him any credit, but I do want to point out and I do want us to realize and I do want us to see though that the enemy can use, can attempt, let me, let me put it this way. The enemy can attempt to use us to manipulate ourselves, right? So because we know that Satan has no power, so he cannot put his hands on us. He cannot physically harm us, but through one seed, through one seed of toxicity, one seed of dysfunction, one seed of, of anything that's the opposite of who God says that we are, he can use that to birth something within us that God never even put within us in the first place. So I want to say all of that to say this, when we say things and Let me just put this disclaimer. I think I'm going to do this every time. (laughs) I think I'm going to put this disclaimer in every episode because every time I share, every time we discuss a topic, I am not, I don't want you guys to ever think that I'm like talking at you. No, as a matter of fact, I'm talking with you. This is why this is a conversation. And this is why, um, you know, I, 
expressed on on the last episode that this is a family we are a community so i do want to hear from you guys because i like i want to hear your feedback i just want to hear like what's going on in your life like whatever you feel like you want to share if you can relate if you can't whatever the case may be um but i want you guys to know that everything that i'm sharing i struggled with so struggled ed that's past tense or i'm struggling ing that's present tense or i'm struggling with um so i don't want you guys to ever think like oh you know like what i'm sharing with you is things that god has revealed to me but god's revealed it to me because it also affects me and i also have to be obedient and diligent because i'm not gonna be selfish i'm gonna share okay well the lord gave me insight in this area so i'm gonna share it with you so when i when 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 god gave it to me watch what you say it was actually because like god had like pretty much had to like snatch me up by my neck um because he kind of had to like reel me in and remind me hey like i'm working with uh, you know i mentioned in the beginning episodes i work with kids um so you know i love the kids <laughs> whenever i do that whenever my voice goes up it's not a good thing but no i do i i truly do love the kids and of course i care about them but i mean if i be honest they are they can be a handful they, they can be a handful and they sometimes don't make it easy for me. I'm just going to put it like that. Um, and I'm not the only one, I'm sure. But um, they are very special, very, very special. And they keep me on my feet. Um, there are times where I do get frustrated. But that is but, but, huge but on that. That is no excuse, though, for me to use that and say well you know what I said this because I was frustrated but what we don't realize though is that when we say something like we can't you can't rewind time you know rewind time and go okay you know what hold up and say it again or like say something different no once you've said it you've already spoken it into the atmosphere um at that point you of course just need to repent and ask God to forgive you and to say well God that whatever I just spoke, Lord Jesus, Father, I'm, I was wrong for that. Don't let it affect this person. Don't let it affect me, whatever the case may be. But this is why it's so vital that we have to watch what we say, because even in the moment, like even in the heat of the moment, like you could say something like, you know what, you know, you're not going to be nothing. Or you know what, you're just, you're annoying. Like you're just, they get out my face like you're bad you know and I'm not saying this I don't talk to the kids that way but I'm just using this as an example of some of the things that we might say and you listen you guys can fill in the blank because I'm things that I'm given are very vague like I'm sure there's a ton of different things that you've said and it doesn't have to be to kids it could be to your parents it could be to your loved ones uh your spouse whatever it may be <clears throat> your co-workers right whoever it may be um just watch what you say watch the things that comes out of your mouth so this is why it's so important to recognize and to acknowledge how you like your emotions and your feelings at that moment like don't wait on it right you know or don't try to brush it off when people ask you are you okay no you know I'm not okay right now no I'm not okay right now I'll be honest I'm, I'm a little upset so I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna take me a little five minute break a little something a one minute break go to the bathroom something but i am upset right now as opposed to lying about it knowing that we're not okay and then that's going to fester that's going to fester and all it's going to take is one person to do something or one person to say something and then boom i want to I'm, I'm gonna read i'm gonna read a scripture i'm gonna read a scripture holy spirit guide and lead this conversation to where you need it to go. So I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Those that are driving, I don't know if you're listening to this and you're driving or you're at home, you could read this, read this along with me with your Bible, but if not, just listen in, listen in. All right. So it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it shall eat its fruit. So I'm going to, that was the New King James Version, by the way. So I'm going to read it in another version. I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version, right? So it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit 
and its fruit will eat. Sorry, let me read that again. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So I looked up the word uh, or I looked up the, the meaning to to bear right when we bear something so of course there was so many different um definitions for it but the one that stuck out to me was when we bear something it's to hold on like to take something along with us to carry it to hold on to something so let's just break down this verse right so death and life are in the power of the tongue so when I gave the example before about, um, you know, being called a liar when I was younger, um, and even the things that I've heard and the things that I myself have said, um, over not just the kids that I work with over myself, just over people around me, not realizing that literally like you, we have the choice to speak death or life. And Before I even go any further, the reason why the Holy Spirit highlighted this was because as generational cycle breakers, this is something that we must break off of us, off of our bloodline. These are things that we must shift because the thing is, when God, those that are called to be cycle breakers, God is going to establish a new covenant with us. But with the new covenant, we can't have old language. Old covenant plus new language is still going to end in destruction. It's still going to end in defeat. Because if God establishes a new covenant, this means that he's doing something new. This means that God is speaking something new that we've never heard. Or shall I say, it may be new to us, but of course it's not new to God. But it's going to be a new word, a word that we've never heard before. But if our language is still from our past, is still, you know, from the past hurts, the past disappointments. We will never be able to fully receive the new thing that God is trying to do. So the the covenant that God has established, we're we're not going to fully be able to embrace and receive the new thing that God is doing in our life, the new thing that God wants to do through us as cycle breakers and ultimately the the generational wealth, you know, the the generational uh, obedience to God, all these things that God wants to do within us, the kingdom marriage, we'll never be able to fully receive it if our language is still in the past, if that makes any sense, right? So the reason why the Holy Spirit highlighted that we need two weeks on this, um, and this is based off of communication because the things, like I said, that was spoken over to me when I was younger, I started to believe them. And anything that was spoken over to you at a young age or even just growing up or even just in life, you have to start to be like, no, I don't, I rebuke that. Like, no, somebody says you're ugly. No, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. That's the whole point of speaking death in life. So we have a choice. You can speak death or you can speak life. But the whole thing, of the, the reason why it's so powerful is because you can, whatever it is you speak, you, without even realizing it slowly but surely you become that so for example if if you speak the word of god over yourself every day if you you know decree and declare i am a child of god i am chosen i am forgiven i am adored by god i am loved i you know all these things you really truly start to like you're building yourself up in god's word you're going to become more like christ so we're not going to be perfect. No one's going to be perfect. We're still going to fall short. Like no one is perfect but Jesus himself. But we become more and more like God every day. The more and more that we feed ourselves with the word of God. So when we're speaking, we're feeding ourselves. So when the word says death and life are in the power of the tongue, what are you feeding yourself? Are you speaking death over yourself? Are you feeding that? Is that what you're feeding yourself? Are you speaking life? Are you feeding yourself with life, with God's word, with what he says you are? And if you keep going, if you keep reading any even further, it says, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit, indulge it, indulge it. So I just said that, what are you feeding yourself with? What are you indulging yourself with? And those that indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. So if you are building yourself up with the word of God, 
you are going to, or you should be seeing the fruits of the spirit, right? Becoming in your life. And when you see the fruits of the spirit, you're becoming more and more like God. You should be seeing fruits in your life that are glorifying to God that become more and more evident as opposed to if you're constantly, you know, talking down to yourself Number one, that's how you're going to also speak to others. But when you're talking down on yourself, how can you expect your situation to change? How can you expect even yourself to be changed and, and to be renewed if you're constantly talking down on yourself? <clears throat> so I'm going to pose three questions. Is it? Let me, let me make sure. Okay, sorry. I'm going to pose four questions. So now I don't want you guys to, to think about this right now, um, but... Right after this break, I'm going to ask you guys four questions that I really want you guys to really sit down and ponder after you listen to the episode. But I love you guys and we'll be right back after the break. Hello, you guys. We are back. And as I mentioned before the break, I just want to share with you just quickly just these four questions. And um, I'm also going to put them down in the bio underneath the episode. And I really, truly hope and pray that you guys really, truly take the time out. Be intentional, guys, about going through each and every question, answering it um, honestly and completely. And don't be don't be embarrassed by your answers. Don't feel ashamed. But this is where you take the truth of your answers. And when you spend that time with God, you bring to him your weaknesses. And you say, God, I'm exchanging my weaknesses um, in exchange for your strength, God. And I truly believe that you're going to help me in this area of communication. Um, so question number one, how do you talk to yourself? Question number two, how do you talk to others and are you uplifting them or are you tearing them down? And mind you, if you see, there's a huge and major pattern between one and two. Um, they perfectly align with each other. Uh, question number three, what are some things that others throughout your life have spoken over you, whether that be good or bad? And then question number four, based off of your answers, what kind of fruit has that produced in your life? So pretty much simply said, what results do you see from that? Um, I truly believe that what the Holy Spirit really wants to convey to us is the reason why it's so important for this topic to be in a generational cycle breaker series is because the things in which we say have the power to cultivate things. So what I mean by that is our words can affect generations to come. The things that we declare over ourselves, over our family, over our children, over our children's children's children, you know, like the things that we are believing God for, the things that we are shouting on the mountaintops that are um, aligned to the word of God, that are aligned to the will of God is ultimately going to either cultivate death or life. And this is why it's so vital. This is why it's so important that we really, truly must be careful. The things in which we say to others, the things in which we say to ourselves. Um, and, and like I said, in, in the seasons where we may feel really frustrated or in the seasons where what we're seeing, you know, it's, it doesn't line up with what God said. It doesn't line up with the promises that God has spoken over our life. And this is why it's so important to really, truly be careful, guys. Um, with the things in which we say in the heat of the moment, um, because it can really mean a lot. It, 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 it weighs a lot. And I'll be honest, I want to share something, um, that has happened to me that's very personal, but it's happened to me, uh, within the past couple of weeks, uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually. And I was really frustrated, um, because, you know, God had spoken to me, God had given me, uh, you know, a promise that, you know, uh, about a kingdom marriage, you know, that God was going to ordain and orchestrate a kingdom marriage in, in my life. And, you know, my, I allowed my flesh to become louder than the original word in which God had given me. So let what I'm about to share with you guys, let it be uh, a lesson Please, please, guys, let it be a lesson because, and of course, you know, I, I've asked God to forgive me and I truly believe that God has forgiven me, but kind of like what I talked about earlier, we cannot 
rewind time. So this is why it's so important to still be careful the things in which we say, because when we speak those things that are opposite of God's word, we place a, like we place a wedge almost. We place like this wall up where God's like, now I want to bless you. You know, I, you know, the promise I've spoken over you, I want to perform it, but now, you know, first and foremost, we got to go back. You got to repent for what it is that you said. But at the same time, there's, it, it's, it's going to be, so, you know, it's not just going to come right away. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be, a, you know, a war. But I truly thank God that God fights our battles for us. But on our part, what we are to do is to declare. We are to speak the things in which God spoke. We are to speak God's word over the situation, over our circumstances, and truly just walk walking by faith and not by sight. But, um, so what I had done was I allowed my flesh to kind of be so loud in my life. And I got into one point in my life where I was super disappointed because see, here's why I went wrong. Here's, here's where I went wrong. So aside from, you know, listening to my flesh and not sticking to the word that God had given me, I, and instead of, uh, going back to last episode, instead of casting down every thought, um, that was trying to kind of pretty much place itself above God, instead of casting every thought, every imagination to God, I, I just like pondered on it. So I started like in my mind, I was like, okay, kingdom marriage. It started with one thought, of course, you know, one thought turned into another thought. And then my whole imagination, I was, I saw my whole wedding before me and everything. I saw the, you know, who I wanted to be at that time. My husband, I saw everything, right? And I just pictured, I put everything together in my mind. So pretty much I put a will together in which I hope for. This is not necessarily God's will, but I put my own little spin on it. And I got frustrated. I got disappointed, really for no reason, because God was looking at me like, what you disappointed for? Because I never told you that. But... I honestly got disappointed based off of my own assumptions and based off of uh, a really selfish um, and honestly manipulative mindset that I had at that time. Um, I wanted this so badly that, first of all, I didn't even consult God about it. And number two, I completely missed the whole point. I completely missed the whole word. And this is why um, I said it's so important that when we have an old language, when we have an old mindset, we got to ask God to, sh- to, sh- to shake that off of us. We got to ask God to shift that because if God's building a new covenant and we got still an old mindset and and um, and the old language, the word in which God is trying to speak over us, we're, we're never going to be able to fully receive it until we fully surrender to God and we allow God to change our speech, our mind, our, our hearts, our everything. So what I did was I, you know, I ripped up like everything that I had bought for my, my future husband, you know, the husband in which, like I said, I pictured in my mind, but God never said specifically that it was him, but it was something that I wanted and, and the way that I wanted it. So I, was buying all these things. I was, I was doing all these things and I got frustrated and upset and I was crying. I was hurt y'all. Right. I was hurt. Um, but then what I did in that moment was I was hurt and I was crying and I'm not going to repeat it cause I asked God to forgive me, but I just want y'all to get the gist. What I said was because, and I want you guys to listen really closely to this cause I feel like there's somebody that you are about to say something or there's somebody that has already said something that is against the promise that God had given you. What I did was, guys, I sat on the floor in my room and because I was so hurt, I said, God, you you didn't say that. You didn't say that. Like I, But then it went as further as, I started speaking the opposite of what God had promised me. And this is what I meant by, guys, this is what I had missed. What I had missed was the promise, the initial promise. God didn't, God was saying that I don't need all the details because that's the whole point of trusting God. That's the whole point of trusting God. We don't need all the details. If we had all the details, will we trust God? No, because we'll be like, God already knows what's going to happen. But the whole point of trusting God and, and even God building, uh, you know, trust within us with him and just faith with him 
is through these things where God will give us a part of a word, you know, he'll give us a, a little glimpse sometimes, um, but he won't give us the whole thing because it's not for us to worry about. And this is what I had missed. God, the pro- guys, the promise was God was going to orchestrate and ordain a kingdom marriage. That was the promise. That is what I was supposed to or what I'm supposed to be standing on. And that's what I'm believing God for. And I decree and I declare in the name of Jesus that God will be the one to perform it. God will be the one to join me together with my kingdom husband. And that the it's going to be a kingdom covenant because God not only is, is bringing it together, but God says in his word, what well, God joins together, let no man separate. So nothing is going to separate us because it's going to be God's love in the midst. It's going to be his spirit that lives in the both of us. But I had completely missed it, guys, because of what of the things that I wanted. So even in that moment of hurt, what did I do? I use my words without even, guys, without even realizing it, I use my words to place a wedge. So not saying I'm like, God didn't say that it was just because I was denied um, that it's not going to happen or that it, because it was delayed, it's not going to happen. But now I had placed a wedge at that time. And I truly thank God because I had went on for weeks, guys. And I was like, I just went on like la, 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 with my life. But God was like, oh, no, rewind, er excuse me, we got to talk about what you just said. Because what you just said just totally went against what I want to do in your life. And and if you do not repent for this, if you did not acknowledge this and confess, like this, this can affect honestly, like your children, like, and this is why I said that what the Holy Spirit is saying and that we have to watch what we say, because God promised me a kingdom marriage that he would orchestrate. But as a cycle breaker, I'm breaking the cycle of number one, having not, you know, not having a child um, out of wedlock. And number two, where the men, the lineage that's going to be in the bloodline now is going to be men after God's own heart. So now how would that come about if I'm over here speaking the opposite of what God said? So I truly thank God that he corrected me. But guys, it, it, it literally, it's that easy. It's the, it like literally is that's how simple, like that's how easy it is for you to just like, God could have said something or God could have just said something in his word that you read. And because of what's going on around you or, or because sometimes because of self-sabotage, this is where we take accountability of the things that we've done and the decisions that we made, but because we allow all these elements to come in the way, we totally miss out on what God originally said. And that is honestly my prayer that as generational cycle breakers, we, in order to break the cycle, we have to stand on the word of God. We have to stand on the word that God gives us. It's so vital because let me tell you something, life is not going to just pause. Like, you know, like life is not going to stop for us. No, God already says in his word, those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That will is a must. Like you have no other choice. While you are living here on earth, there's going to be trials, tribulations. There's going to be storms. Now, the origin of those storms, you know, it depends. But either way that dealing with these things, it's like inevitable. We're going to have to go through something. But the thing is, as cycle breakers, this is where we have to overcome and do some things that maybe our ancestors, like I said, was not able to overcome. That's the whole point of be of breaking a generational cycle. It's it's we're breaking something that our ancestors, that our parents, that people in our, our family and our that was once in our in our bloodline that was not able to overcome. They they did not see victory in that area. Or let me say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I actually I actually want to share this. They were not, they're not alive today to see the prayers that they prayed because we, as a generational cycle breakers, we don't even realize it, but we are actually, we can actually be the prayers in which our grandparents and our great grandparents, we can actually be the answers in which they prayed for. But because maybe they're not, you know, alive still, they weren't able to see it. So it's one of those things where as cycle breakers, we have to watch what we say because what we say can affect generations to come. What we say can alter, can alter the perfect will of God. And I'll be honest with y'all. I don't want God's permissive will. I was watching a sermon. Um, 
I was watching a sermon and the pastor was breaking down the three different wills. So the first one was, um, was, you know, being outside of the will of God. The second one was a uh, permissive will. And then the third one was of course, God's perfect and preferred will. So the first one, of course, being outside of God's will is pretty much like choosing our own path, doing the things in which we feel like we want to do. Secondly, um, the permissive will is are things that are beneath God's best for us, but because God loves us, it's like he he gives it not that he gives it to us, but he like allows it to happen, even though what he's allowing to happen may not be what God wants for us. And I'll be honest, with you, listen, I want what God has for me. I whatever God says I may have on earth, I want it all. <laughs> I want it all. And then of course, thirdly, God's perfect will, God's preferred will for our life. And I want the third one. I don't know about any of y'all, but I want the third one, not just for me, because I want God's perfect will, not just for me. I want God's perfect will for my family. I want God's perfect will for my children, for my husband. Like, so this is why it's so important that we have to watch what we say. And it, and it can, I shared that to just to show you guys how easy, how in the moment this is why we have to stand on the word of God. Even if there's tears in your eyes. So you know what, God, you know what? All these bills keep piling up, but Lord, I know what you, you, I know what you told me, God. I, Father, Lord, you said that generational wealth is going to be like in my bloodline. Like you're breaking generational poverty off of my bloodline. You're shifting that. Like we're breaking that together, God. And you have to really start to speak this. So because I know God, Lord Jesus, that we're breaking this generational poverty together, that means that all these bills got, they're going to be paid off. Number one. But number two, I'm going to have more than enough. There's going to be an abundance, God. I'm not going to live from paycheck to paycheck like I saw my mother do or like I saw my dad do. And, and God bless them. It's not saying that you want to be better than them, but it's saying, God, no, I've seen all the things in which they struggle with. Now, God, can we break it together so that way my children don't have to struggle? God, I thank you, Jesus, that you still showed my parents grace and mercy. But now, God, Father, you're giving me a chance, God, to break this. Like this is bigger than me. This is this is important. These are things, guys, where we have to take seriously. The things in which we say can literally alter generations. It can even sometimes alter the promises of God. And this will go to the permissive will. But guys, listen to me. Listen. I truly hope and pray that you guys are listening. God has called you to be a cycle breaker. I'm decreeing and I'm declaring in the name of Jesus that every voice that is listening to this podcast, that you are going to break things off of your family. You're, you're going to do things. God is going to have you to do things that has never been done in your family before. And guys, I'll be honest, if I, if I share, honestly, it's not really a secret, but if, if any of you have experienced this, being a generational cycle breaker does not always feel good. And, and, and let me know if you guys can, can, uh, relate because being a cycle breaker means that we're, we're, we live a life of uncomfortability. If we were comfortable, that means that we're going with the flow of what everyone else is doing, but a cycle breaker, a world changer, an atmosphere shifter, we don't, we don't conform to the environment. We shift it. The moment we walk into a room, thank you, Jesus. The moment that we walk into a room, we are no longer like we cannot conform to what's going on around us. We have no other choice to be all that God has called us to be. So please, like my brothers and sisters, fam, listen, watch what it is that you say. Ask God, listen, this is not something you don't need to be afraid. You don't 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 be anxious with what I'm sharing with you. Don't, don't get nervous. Don't go, oh God, like, you know, everything I say. No, listen, this is where the peace of God is going to consume you and come into your life. You go before God. You go before him as bold and as confident and humble at the same time. And you say, God, I need help. I need help, God, because I just got a revelation from you, God. And you just showed me just how powerful my words are, not only to myself, but it affects my family. It affects my children, right? It affects generations to come. So God, I'm asking you to help me to speak life, God. God, help me to start with even how I speak over myself. But God, help me in this area because I struggle. And I'll be honest with you guys, 
I really truly recommend really spend time in God's word. I can't I can't stress this enough. For any of you who, you know, you may even be saying right now or thinking like, I mean, well, I, I hear this all the time. Or for some of you, you may be saying, well, you know, I do spend time in God's word. Don't just read the word of God. Let God's word read you. Let it read you. Let his word pierce through your heart. Let his word search every area in your heart. Let his word search what's in your mind. Let God's word read you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. If you are meditating, if you are allowing God's word to read you, that's what you are eating. That's what you are taking in. That's what you are feeding upon. Feed yourself with the word of God. And you will be able to not only encourage yourself, you'll be able to encourage others. You'll be able to encourage the, the people in which are in your sphere of influence. The, you'll be able to encourage others on your job. You'll be able to, when you're at your job, when people are talking down at you or people are mistreating you, you are able to say, you know what? God, I know. I know what it is, Lord Jesus, Father, that you have placed me here to do. And you pray over them. You say, God, please soften their hearts. But God, I know who I am. When you spend time in God's word, you know who you are. God was so sweet. Because on yesterday, as I shared my testimony with you guys about how I lied a lot when I was younger. And how, uh, you know, I heard a lot of the time that I was a liar. And I never forget it. I was I was taking out my twist, y'all. Listen, listen, I... I did a little twist that came out cute too, but I, w I was taking out my twist guys and I, w I was in the bathroom and I was taking it out and I was singing and the Holy Spirit said, <clears throat> oh, thank you, God. The Holy Spirit said, you are truth. And I said, God, what? And the Holy Spirit said, you are truth. You are not a liar. And I said, wait, God, what does that mean? And in God's word, he says that Jesus is the truth, the way and the life. So if the Holy Spirit lives down on the inside of us, and if God talks about in John chapter four, about John chapter 14, I'm sorry, where he says he's looking for true worshipers, right? Those that worship him in spirit and in truth. And as I'm singing, I'm worshiping, I, you know, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving God all the glory, all the honor. I'm giving him praise and I'm singing. And then the Holy Spirit just said, you are truth. So I just, whoever is listening to this, you are not a liar. Listen to me. Listen to me. I need you guys to listen. You are not, you are not a liar. Listen to me, if you have murdered someone, yeah, we're going there. We're going there, guys. We're going there, guys, because the Holy Spirit is doing something. If you have harmed someone in any way, if you have been the one, if you are the, or have been the one to have molested someone, if you have been someone who has deceived someone, if you have stolen something, let me let you know, let me set you free right now in the name of Jesus that you are not what you have done. You are a child of God. God calls you his beloved in his word. God says that you are worthy. Jesus didn't die on the cross just for just small little pet. No, Jesus died on the cross for, for every sin. Every sin. There is nothing that's too big or too small. No, Jesus died on the cross for every single sin. But you must repent. You must ask God to forgive you. And you must believe down in your heart. That if you are intentional. If you are coming before God with a genuine pure heart. That he has already forgiven you. And once you ask Jesus to come into your life once you ask him to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior then you must truly believe that you are not what you've been through and the Holy Spirit says so softly that you are truth you are truth God is 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 looking for those to worship him worship him in spirit and in truth how can we do that because we are truth 
Our, our, our life is, is hidden with Jesus. Our life is hidden with Christ. We are truth. So I just want you all to know. If you don't already know. And if you know. Let this be a reminder. That God loves you so much. God loves you so much. But you are not what it is that you've done. That is not your identity. Your identity is found in Christ. And the moment you start to see yourself the way that God sees you, then your speech will automatically be shifted. Your speech will have no other choice but to shift in the name of Jesus. But you have to first see yourself. You have to first see yourself the way that God, she, the, the way that God sees you. Because what it will also do is God will actually start to show you the way that God views others. So that way when you do speak. No my child you are not bad. You are not only are you a good child. God is going to use you in a mighty way for his kingdom. That child may talk a lot. You know what? God gave you the gift to speak. And God's going to use that gift in a mighty way to declare the promises. To declare encouragement. To declare the word of God in many nations. Like when This is... This is why we, we first must be transformed in our minds. But this is why God says in his word that if any man be in Christ, that the old has gone and the new is here. But what the new is, is the new word that God wants to speak over you. Like I said, it's new to us, but it's not new to God. But this is why it is so important that we must yield, that we must hear the voice of God. This is why we must not rely on our own strength, but we must say, God, I struggle in this area. But God, I recognize, I acknowledge, Father, that the things in which I speak hold power. There's weight. What I speak could cultivate death or life. And you start to ask God, God, what do you see in me? God, who, who am I in you? What position do I hold in the kingdom, Father? And God, allow me to see myself the way that you see me. Because if, if I see Myself, the way that you see me, then I'll start to speak the things, Father, in which I see, in which you reveal to me, in those around me, in my husband, in my wife, in my mother, in my father, in my brother, my sister, in my coworkers, in my family, in my grandmother, whomever it may be. Because, God, you have revealed to me who they are in you, because you have literally allowed me to borrow your eyesight to be able to see, Lord Jesus, what it is that you see in them, God. Now I'm going to speak, Father, the things in which I see. So now what it is that you're speaking is actually now aligned to what God has already said. Guys, I love each and every one of you. More than me, guys, God loves you so much. And he just wants you to know, be careful what you say. Because God wants to do a new thing. But it's hard for God to do a new thing when we keep speaking the old things. So just stand on the original word that God gave you. And guys, it's okay. If you don't remember, ask God. Say, God, I'm so sorry, but I just asked you, Father, if you could just remind me, God, of the original word in which you gave me, God, so I can stand on it. Because, God, my children, my children's children, God, this could affect them. This can affect generations, God. So I need, I need to stand, Father, on the, the word, Lord, in which you give me. But just remember, guys, that even in the heat of the moment, acknowledge, go to God. No one's saying to hide your emotions. No one's saying to lie and to act like you're okay if you're not. But God is saying, if you have to cry, cry. If you have to mourn, mourn. But watch. Be careful of the words that come out of your mouth. Because your words will either be a pathway or an avenue to victory. Or it will be a tunnel heading down a path of defeat. Guys, I love each and every one of you. As I mentioned before, we are a family. But more than anything... If everyone were to walk away from you right now, never forget that God is with you. Never forget that God will never forsake you. 
That God is sitting right there where you are. As you are listening to this, God is right there. Don't reject him. Don't hide from him. Just surrender. Just surrender. Surrender. God wants to come in your heart. It doesn't matter the mistakes you made. God is saying that he wants to establish a new covenant with you. And guess what? As a cycle breaker, we don't always get things right. But the whole point of breaking generational cycles, God already foreknew. He already foreknew us in our mother's womb before we were even born. But God already knew that we can't do this on our own. And we need the blood of Jesus. We need the strength of Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit living within us in order for us to break these cycles. Be patient with yourself. Ask God to help you to be patient with the journey and be patient with those around you. Stand on God's word. If God has spoken that your family is going to be restored and your family is going to surrender and give their lives over to him. And if it may look like the opposite of what he said, you stand on the word of God and you speak over your family. That you are not a drug addict. That you are a precious child of God. God's going to use you in a mighty way. And you speak life into others and you speak life into yourself. And little do you know that as you speak life, you're breaking down those walls. That's what a generational cycle breaker, we're breaking, we're shifting bloodlines. And you're breaking down the walls in which your parents could not do and which your grandparents could not do. But keep your hands in God's hands. Just love upon God. Let God love upon you. Thank you, God. I love each and every one of you. And you are not in this alone. And it is not easy. God never said it would be easy. And breaking cycles is honestly a life of un uncomfortability. But guess what? What God has called us to do is bigger than us. That, that kingdom marriage that God has promised you is bigger than you guys. It's not about ro romance. It's bigger than you guys. The purpose in the life of your family is bigger than your family. It's for those in this world that are connected and tied to that very thing that God has placed down on the inside of you. Listen to me. You are special in the name of Jesus. You are worthy in the name of Jesus. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Every blessing that has your name on it is going to locate you right where you are in the name of Jesus. Keep your hands in God's hands. Do not let them go. God loves you so much. And for some of you, he's been knocking and, and leaning in on your heart for a while. It's time to answer. Answer the call. Because when you answer the call... You're finally answering to so many people all over this world. Answering the call is bigger than you. But I guarantee you that your life is hidden in Christ. And watch the beautiful, the beautiful story that God has written, that God has ordained, that God has orchestrated. Watch it unfold right before you. Guys, I love you. Watch what you say on this week and in the, in the rest of your life. Watch what you say to yourself. Guys, stay encouraged. I love each and every one of you. But most importantly, God loves you so much. Don't let go. Keep going no matter how tough things may get. God is saying to push. In order to give birth to that seed, in order to give birth to that promise. Remember what I said? God gives us promises in the form of a seed. And in order to give birth to it, in the midst of adversity, 
in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of pain, in the midst of disappointment. Listen to me, family. Push. Push. What's up, family? It's your girl, your sister, your nephew, your third cousin removed, 65th nephew removed, whatever. Hello, you guys. As I mentioned before in the previous episodes, we are a family. And this is actually so funny and amazing at the same time. The fact that I'm even um, sharing this and the fact that I'm even saying this with you guys, because for so long, um, what the enemy wants, he wants us to be separated. He wants us to be isolated. But rather, we don't realize that when two or three are joined together, God is in the midst. So the opposite of what the enemy wants is the kingdom agenda. And part of the kingdom agenda is community. So you guys, I really would love to just hear from you, whether if you feel moved to share your testimony, to share a story, to even just share about what God is doing in your life, um, even if it's to confess your sins. I mean, the Bible says confess your sins one year to another. So, I mean, whatever it is you, you want to talk about, whatever it is you feel led in your heart to share, I want this to be a family and I want this to be a community where it, of course, is a non-judgment zone, but at the same time, it is a, honestly, just a community of love. Uh, God is love. So if God is in the midst, then love should be in the midst. It, you know, acceptance should be in the midst. And I and what I mean by acceptance is, I mean just accepting the fact that Okay, we've all made mistakes, but by the grace of God, we are still here today to share our story. So guys, please, please, fam, follow the Giving God Glory Through Trauma podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram at GGGTT underscore podcast. And also follow the ministry page at Giving God Glory Through Trauma. I cannot wait to hear from you guys. I cannot wait to connect with you guys. And remember what I said, the enemy wants isolation, but God foundation is built on community. I love you guys and I can't wait to hear from you all.